0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bpcom America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your Titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So did you see uh,
2: the R. Kelly ruling came out? Yeah, R. Kelly found guilty, which I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know how to feel because, like, I feel like wasn't he always guilty? Like, have we not known about this shit for like 20 years? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I, I, I remember like eight, like, think about it. When was it like the Chappelle show? They were doing, I'm gonna pee on you. That wasn't yesterday. I almost feel like the jury in the verdict, they just came out and, like, how do you find? And like, duh. Like, how do we. You know what's even crazier to me is the fact that in America, it feels like, like the justice system and the investigators and all of that are nothing compared to a good documentary. Yeah. If you actually want to see justice served in America, they should just make a documentary about a thing. Because then all of a sudden, something happens. Someone gets killed, eh, documentary. That person stands trial. We're the murderer! Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on Earth, it's The Daily Show.
3: Ears edition tonight. Getting shot three times. The most popular song in America. And Neil Brennan! This
2: It's The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm Trevor Noah. Today is Monday, September 27th, so let's kick things off with children. You know, they're why pill bottles are so damn hard to open. And it turns out they're also the hottest new market for social media companies. But today, one social network realized that its new kids app had gotten a little too hot. We get started on this Monday
4: morning with an exclusive announcement from the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri. Yeah. Earlier today, Adam said that plans to create an Instagram for kids, you might remember this? Well, those plans are being paused. That app was intended for children under the age of 13. This
1: is a hot topic because Instagram has recently come under scrutiny for the impact it has on our kids, especially teenage girls. I
3: do want to be very clear that if anybody leaves using Instagram feeling worse about themselves.
2: That's an important issue that we need to take seriously and that we need to figure out how to address. Okay, first of all, how are you in charge of Instagram and just now realizing that it's bad for kids? I mean, that's like the McDonald's CEO being shocked to hear that the ice cream machine isn't working. Since when? Since always. No one even knows what a McFlurry tastes like. It's all a myth. But this was always a bad idea. I mean, first of all, Instagram kids is not the correct name, right? Call the app what it is, Pedobait. Yeah, I said it. Also, nobody wants to see photos of little kids' brunch. What's that even gonna be, like a fruit roll-up in a juice box? That actually sounds pretty good. Now I want a fruit roll-up. But my bigger question is, who are these children with iPhones? Are you kidding me? You know what I had to play with when I was a kid? A rock. I played with a rock every day of my entire childhood. And you know what? I turned out just fine. Yeah. Just ask my girlfriend, this beautiful rock. <laughs> oh, no, baby, not in
5: front of the guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yo, you can't say that. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, I turned out fine. Yeah, we're gonna fuck later, yeah. All right, but let's move on to our next story. Cryptocurrency, the main retirement plan for people who own pet snakes. Although one of the most successful crypto investors may actually surprise you.
6: So a hamster in Germany named Mr. Gox has been trading a portfolio of about a dozen cryptocurrencies since June 12th, and so far, his returns have been impressive. In a rigged cage that's live-streamed on Twitch, the hamster spins a wheel to pick a crypto, then runs through one of the two tunnels, each labeled buy or sell. As of Friday, his investments are up nearly 24%, according to the Twitter feed that documents the animal's daily performance. God
2: damn. That groundhog that predicts the weather got into the wrong business. And I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense. You know, that hamster has about the same understanding of crypto as anyone else. So why shouldn't it also get rich? You know, I just feel bad for all the human crypto traders who are getting outperformed by a hamster. Good numbers this quarter, Chad. But not Mr. Nibble's good. He'll be getting your promotion, loser. But hey, I'm not hating. Congrats to that hamster. Although it must be bittersweet to get that rich and then die from a kid feeding you a crayon. And finally, let's talk about the COVID vaccine. That's the only thing required by restaurants, Broadway theaters, and orgies. You know how we're all confused about who should get a booster shot and who shouldn't and what a booster actually is? Well, it turns out the experts are just like us.
5: A shot of confusion, rather than go with the booster recommendations of the CDC's independent board of vaccine experts, President Biden's top doctor at the CDC, the CDC director agreed with instead the FDA and expanded third shot eligibility to those working in high risk jobs, such as people who work at grocery stores and schools or frontline healthcare workers. The issue is not just about who should get boosters, it's also about the confusion and possibly even undermining the vaccine effort.
2: Yeah, it's kinda confusing when you have two sets of experts telling you two different things. You know, that's why I never go see a doctor for a second opinion. I just go straight to WebMD and what they say goes. So, anyway, I have ovarian cysts, guys. But because this is all very confusing and important for us to figure out, our very own Michael Costa has volunteered to help us understand these complicated issues in a brand new segment called Under Explainer.
3: Boosters are here, and they could be a powerful weapon against COVID. So let's get right to it with the basics. First, what's a booster? Great question. A booster is a shot of a vaccine that is not your first shot, and in some cases, not your second. To boost means to lift. Here, I'll demonstrate. Ball me. See, I'm boosting, or I'm lifting. Now, to be clear, this is a basketball. It's not a booster shot. A basketball cannot be injected into the bloodstream. Next question, why do we need boosters? Well, some studies have shown waning immunity over time. These studies were done by scientists studying people. Now also, the scientists were people as well, but they were not in the study. That would be unethical. What are ethics? That's a topic for a different under explainer. Another important question, What is the controversy about the boosters? The controversy stems from a debate between the White House, the FDA, and the CDC. Specifically, FDA stands for Food and Drug Administration, CDC stands for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the White House is where the president lives, the American president. Finally, the big question, who can get the booster? Well, right now, the booster is available for people in three categories, those who live or work in an at-risk setting, the immunocompromised, and those over 65. And some of these terms are a bit confusing, so to be clear, when I say over 65, that's referring to the number of years you've been alive on Earth. I hope that helped. For more information, log on to my website, which you can find on the web. Booster!
2: Wow. What a waste of time. Um, I think maybe just talk to your doctor. But let's move on now to our main story, abortion. It's the only word you can say to telemarketers that will guarantee they hang up on you. The abortion debate in America is always simmering, but over the past couple of months, it's started to boil yet again.
0: Tonight, the House passing a bill aiming to guarantee a woman's right to choose. It's an attempt to establish a federal protection for choice as states approve strict new limits, including Texas, where nearly all abortions have ended. It is unlikely to pass the Senate.
2: Yeah, of course it's unlikely to pass in the Senate. Nothing passes in the Senate. The Senate is more backed up than me on an aggressive course of antibiotics. And no, I will not get those probiotics. It's a scam. Why would you get the pro of the anti? If you're doing the anti, you don't want the pro. What do you mean that's not how it works? Then why do they call it that? Well, then just say like, extra biotics. Well, I'm not a doctor, I don't know. So if this vote stands no chance of passing the Senate, why did Democrats do it? Well, it was basically a symbolic response to Texas's new extreme abortion law, which effectively bans abortion after six weeks, which, just so you understand, is oftentimes before many women even know they're pregnant. And unlike the House vote, that Texas law isn't symbolic. It is having very real consequences.
1: The fallout from the new anti-abortion law in Texas has been swift and for some women, devastating. Abortion providers in Texas have started turning away patients. 70% of the people seeking abortion care last week were turned away. This morning, a Texas doctor who admits defined the state's new abortion law is now facing two lawsuits, which are the first known challenges under the constitutional law.
4: It's not just providers. Anyone who finances, counsels, or transports patients can be sued for $10,000 or more. We're here at a Planned Parenthood clinic. I had to get here this morning from my hotel. I tried Uber. I tried Lyft. The ride was canceled three times. Finally, I changed it to the address instead of Planned Parenthood, and I was able to get a ride. But that just shows you the fear that this is spurring and the impact of this law.
2: Wow. Women can't even get an Uber to the abortion clinic. That is insane and so horrible. And it must be pretty upsetting for the restaurant next door that all the women are pretending to get rides to. yee Slash the cornbread, boys! We got someone coming in for some barbecue! Ah. oh no, wait, wait, wait. She just isn't ready to be a mommy. False alarm. But I get it. Uber drivers don't want to get sued for where they drop someone off. I mean, if I was an Uber driver in Texas, I wouldn't even drop couples off after the club. I'd be like, no, you get off here, she's going home. I will not be responsible for what happens next. I mean, this law is terrifying when you think about it because now practically anyone can be sued for being involved in an abortion in any way. Doctors can be sued, nurses can be sued, even Uber drivers. I mean, shit, Frank Ocean better watch out because half the time it's his album that's playing during the moment of conception. And now, obviously, the whole point of extreme abortion laws like Texas's is to, you know, stop abortions. So it may be surprising to learn that they actually don't. And we'll tell you what actually happens when abortion is outlawed in another installment of If You Don't Know, Now You Know. So, what happens when a state bans abortions? Do women suddenly go, well, if the state legislature wants me to have this baby, who am I to say no? No, they don't. Instead, many women who want an abortion will be forced to go find one where it is legal.
1: What we know is when you ban abortion, it doesn't mean
2: that people stop needed access and that people won't go to more lengths to get the care that they need.
1: Clinics in less restrictive neighboring states have been inundated with phone calls from Texas women seeking services. Comprehensive women's health has been inundated with calls from women who live in Texas, but wanna come here, even though it's located hundreds of miles from Texas, in Denver, Colorado. And it's not just Colorado seeing an increase. Even with a 24-hour waiting period, this Shreveport, Louisiana clinic is booked at least three weeks out. What could happen is that more women may, may decide to travel to Mexico, what is, like, kind of the opposite what what used to happen. Like, a lot of women used to travel to the U.S. to have a safe and legal abortion.
2: People, this is despicable. You shouldn't have to cross state lines to get a simple medical procedure performed I mean, that's something people do when they're running from the law because they, like, I don't know, kidnap their ex's puppy after she refused to give them visitation rights. Just because we broke up doesn't mean I don't get to see Fluffy, Cassandra. The dog's name is Fluffy Cassandra. And forget going to another state. People might have to go to Mexico for an abortion, which means not only do you have to travel to Mexico to get essential health care, now you also have to bring back souvenirs for your coworkers. And it also sucks for the Mexican doctors, because they constantly have to hear Americans asking them, por favor, un abortión en la biblioteca? And I know right now you might be saying, so what, these women got to take an abortion road trip. What's the big problem? Well, the big problem is that like most American laws, this one disproportionately affects the poor
1: you know, if you're a wealthy woman and you're living in Texas, you can get on a plane. You can fly outside the state. You may have other options, but if you're a poor woman, if you're a woman of color, you won't have those options. About half of people who are obtaining an abortion already live below the poverty level. So when someone is already struggling financially and they are denied care, it puts them in an even tougher economic situation.
2: Yeah. For many poor women, Just leaving the state is not an option, especially when that state is Texas. Have you seen Texas? It goes on forever. It's the IKEA of states. And many anti-abortion advocates are arguing that if you make abortion harder, it'll make these women rethink the decision and decide to have the baby. But if you look back at what actually happened the last time abortion was illegal, you find that when women are stuck between a rock and a hard place, they take matters into their own hands.
0: The illegal termination of pregnancy has reached epidemic proportions in this country. The laws which govern abortion are broken an estimated one million times a year, 3,000 times a day, for various medical, social, and economic reasons the laws do not recognize as valid. The facts are astonishing. 350,000 women a year suffer complications. The operation was performed in the kitchen of the motel using some of the kitchen equipment, using the telephone book and chairs.
2: Okay, I know that looks ancient because it's in black and white and square, but that wasn't actually that long ago. The last time abortion was outlawed in America, hundreds of thousands of women suffered complications each year with hundreds dying. And yes, it is true, medicine has improved a lot since then. I mean, nowadays, if you want an abortion in secret, there's a pill you can take in the privacy of your own home, which is safer and easier than those old methods. But guess what? Texas just banned that too. So these supposedly pro-life laws are actually gonna end up hurting a lot of women and probably killing some of them, which is especially tragic because if pro-life lawmakers want to reduce abortions, There are so many other ways that they could do that by supporting women instead of harming them. I mean, they could increase access to contraception. They could make it easier to raise children with better access to childcare and education and healthcare. They they, they could make it so that every kid comes with an iPad. Yeah, so even if you don't like your kid, at least you got an iPad. The point is that they don't wanna do any of that. They just wanna say, no abortions, problem solved. But that approach isn't gonna end abortions. All it's gonna do is move them somewhere else or make them more dangerous. And if you don't know, now you know. All right, when we come back, we'll look at how the Star Spangled Banner became such a bop. Don't go away.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer,
2: Welcome back to The Daily Show. Let's talk some more about Texas, a.k.a. Florida with belt buckles. Earlier, we talked about the big anti-abortion law that recently went into effect there, but that's just one of the 666 new Texas laws that kicked in this month. And one of the most unusual laws doesn't protect fetuses, it protects
6: a song. Some new laws here in Texas, 666 of them to be exact. The so-called Star-Spangled Banner Protection Act requires professional sports teams with state government contracts to play the national anthem before every game.
2: No, guys, come on, come on. It's not the government's job to mandate what songs are played where. I mean, except for I got a feeling, you know, the Constitution requires that you play that at every wedding or the marriage is annulled. That's a thing. What's not a thing? The Constitution, but then why do I hear it at every goddamn wedding? Why is that a, so they've just been playing this the whole time and there's no law? But this whole thing got me wondering, how did the Star-Spangled Banner become such a hit to begin with? Well, we got the genius who wrote the song to explain what it means and what makes it so great in the first
4: installment of our brand new segment, Banger Breakdown. Yo, this is your boy, Mr. Make Your Anthem, Francis Scott Key, aka F. Scott and the Don't Stop, aka Mr. Rocket Red Glare, and this is The Daily Show's breakdown of the Star Spangled Banner. Let's go. Yo, before all these young artists was making street anthems, that was me. I made the OG anthem. The national anthem. Some songs are about falling in love, right? you know some about hitting the dance floor this song right here this song this was about me being surprised about seeing a flag i mean i knew it was gonna be a hit but a national anthem that's dope i'm chilling off the coast of Beemore in my boat because the british army had captured me and forced me to quarantine but anyway i'm watching the british yo these Brits, yo they laying the hammer down on my boys the americans dumping on them with the cannons dumping on them with the muskets pop so I'm sitting there thinking, yo, it's a wrap. We getting washed, yo. It's about to be over for the Americans. We're about to be eating tea crumpets, about to be eating beans for breakfast and shit. The next morning, though? Oh, shit. Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed? Talking about the American flag, and I wanted to capture that moment lyrically. That feeling, right? That sun rising, coming up behind the stars and bars, the OG joint with the circle, right? You know, I consider myself a lyrical artist, you know? I'm not trying to write, oh, Canada, oh, Canada. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. Bars. You know what's really crazy, though, man? The glare of the rockets wasn't even red. It was orange, yeah. On that, yeah, the, the glare of the rockets, it wasn't red, but orange didn't fit. So I changed orange to red. That's the only little tweak I made from what actually happened on that day. Mm-hmm. Look, I ain't trying to glorify violence and nothing like that. I'm just a dude that like to paint pictures with his words. They was the one shooting. I just captured it. They're going to beat the beat. about to come back. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave. star spangled banger so i wanted to end strong for the troops so or the land of the free that's us you know except for slaves and women and the home of the brave you know that's america we bravely genocided a whole people for this land beauty of the star spangled banner is that no matter who sings it it's still a song that makes you feel proud to be an american does yankee doodle dandy do that No. Man, it's a pain, man. How could you kneel through this, man?
2: Thank you so much for that, Francis Scott Key Jr. All right, when we come back, the very funny Neil Brennan will be joining me on the show to talk about his brand new off-Broadway show. You don't want to miss it.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents...
0: Welcome back to The Daily Show.
2: My guest tonight is Emmy-nominated writer, director, and comedian, Neil Brennan. He's also my friend, and he's here to talk about his new off-Broadway theatrical stand-up show, Neil Brennan, Unacceptable. Neil, welcome to the show.
5: Buddy, let me just say that I have a few friends with uh, talk shows, and you. I texted you on Tuesday, and I said, can I come on the show to promote my my new show, Unacceptable. And you, I was booked on this show in less than a week. Putting you right up there with uh, Charlemagne. In terms of response In terms of responses, and how quickly I was able to get on the shows. I want to let the white people know, be good to your black friends. It will pay off. (laughs) Uh, In bookings. Um, Let's talk about the show. Please. You're back
2: again, off-Broadway. Um, your first show, Three Mics, I was a huge fan of it, and I told you this. Yeah. Um, a lot of people loved it. It was really successful on Netflix. Um, what, I, what, what makes the show different, because, I mean, everyone knows what stand-up is, and then some people get, like, a one-man show type thing. I feel like your shows are, like, a hybrid where it's, it's stand-up, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of, like... Like, sometimes people will cry at your show in a good way, and then people will laugh, and then it's, it's really vulnerable as well.
5: New show, Unacceptable... Same vibe? Yeah. It's less like organized where, the, what was good about Three Mikes is it was like, all right, now he's gonna be funny. Right. And then now he's gonna be really depressing. And now and like they could prepare themselves. This, it's a little more interwoven. Um, it's uh, basically about the ways in which I feel alone in the world. Oh, damn! Um, which I feel like you could probably relate to a little bit as well. No? No, what is, well, you have to tell me which ways you feel alone before I agree with why you. I wanted you to confess, like a, like a cop show where I give you the setup, you and just you, give you go, all oh, right, fine, bit of, I did it, all right, I feel, I well. feel alone <laughs> in the world. I feel like all comedians feel, like,
2: every comedian has an element of feeling alone. In, that's why you're a comedian. You yeah. watch the world, and you're like, this is crazy. And then you're like, does nobody else think it? And everyone's like, no, it's normal. And so you go like, okay, then I feel alone in the world. Yes, and then I guess we share it, and then we feel
5: less alone. Yes. Because people go, oh, we see what you mean. Yes. And then all of a sudden we yes, feel Yes, we're not going to join you in it, but we see <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> Enjoy that isolation there, pal. But we're not going to... Yeah, the, my things are like, like I'm not married, don't have kids. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm... Uh, well, you're not married, don't have kids. Right. But, but people accept it from you because you're a nine and I'm a six. So, whereas with you... They're like, "Oh, they're like, oh Trevor's Trevor and Leo DiCaprio are with you know they're biting their they're waiting for the right lady, whereas with me, they're like, The hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> like go, go down to the marriage, go down to the city hall and get a marriage license there. I'll go, um so I think you' are hot on your no, of course I am it's uh, for comedic effect, also a six, I mean, you know, maybe I'm being too kind um so." So, like, not married, don't? I, I have a joke in the show that women would trust me more if I'd been married and murdered my wife, because then they'd be like, "No, he's capable of love. He, just, just, he gets too passionate.
2: I think that's one of my favorite things about not just your shows, but you, and I think you put that in the show. This whole journey that you're on, I feel. Is 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 a journey of, you know, some pe- some people will call it reparenting, some people will call it relearning, some people, you do it through the lens of comedy. But as Neil Brennan, you've very you've been very outspoken about depression. You've been very outspoken about, you know, like re- learning to rewire your brain. One of the most recent things you've done is ayahuasca, and you literally said it's changed your life.
5: Yes, I've done. I did a thing called transcranial magnetic stimulation, which I talked about on here. Uh, when I was promoting Three Mics, and I was, the, like, the only person who really talked about it in public, right. To the point where w- they wanted me to endorse the machine. Slow down. Um, Is that a mach- the machine The, the mach- electric machine They wanted Q-Q. me to endorse the magnet machine. <laughs> I was like, no, I'll just... You guys can use the clip if you want. I'm not gonna endorse a medical contraption. Uh, I've just done... I'll do anything, right? And, um, so... so Somebody told me about ayahuasca, and I never said who told me about it. And he came out about it publicly today. I don't even think you know. No. Will Smith. I didn't know that. Yes. So Will Smith told me about it five years ago. I did not know that. So he is the one who told me about it, and then I ended up doing it during COVID, and I've done it a bunch of times. Was that the best or worst time to start ayahuasca? It was like in the middle of a pandemic. You kind of have to wean off of SSRIs, off of antidepressants. Okay. So because okay. it was kind of low stress, I was able to get into it. Right. And um, and I it w- I went from being an atheist to actually believing in a spirit, in a, in a higher power. But like not like going to church and stuff. Oh, God, no. No, no. Oh, Trevor, honey, no. (laughs) No, no, I'm just making... No, of course not. But But you became, you became like... Well, that was what I had to unlearn. Do you think you became a a better person? I do think I became a better person. In what way? I don't feel any need to be a bitch. If that makes sense. Like, I don't feel, I don't want to snap at people. I don't want to be like snide. I don't want to be short. I don't want to be curt. I don't want to be, I want to be... I see everyone as truly like a sliver. I We're all think, slivers of the same thing. I
2: think in a way it's not, I mean, you say it like that, you don't feel the need to be a bitch. If I, if I think about what, what, it, what it presents itself as, it's more you not
5: feeling the need to attack before you get attacked. Maybe, no, I'm not gonna say I'm never. No, and no, I, no, no, I, no, but, but, I, but it you, just you are better I'm, at. Makes me, makes my disposition yeah. overall more pleasant. And that's a big, that's big. I mean, you're less prickly. Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I I know, I've I've seen it, I've seen it. And I I think um, that's why I'm excited to come see the show. This is about my, me getting a better understanding of my relationship with myself and uh, getting, it's called unacceptable because I'm unacceptable to me. And by the end of it, I'm I'm, I get a bit of a, a bit of grace into more acceptance of myself. That's beautiful. That's why I made a show about it. I'm gonna come watch the show. And I know you will. Yeah, because you're you're that kind of person. We're all part and, of the same uh, thing, man. And I don't I don't think the girl you're dating's in town, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny.
5: You got to, you got to cover You just your...
2: made it. I'm a good guy, too. Oh, it fits well, in my schedule. All, all, it, it fits it in I'm my schedule. It work. It'll
0: work.
5: <laughs> no, man. Thanks for coming. You're a Trevor. Let me say that I think you're an excellent person. Thank you, Neil. And you are a walking reconciliation. Wow. You want everyone to get along, and, and you're not silly about it. You're, uh, you're, I don't want to, uh, you're important. How about that? Wow. No, nah, I mean, you still gotta, whatever. It was ayahuasca, really? I mean, maybe me a little too much ayahuasca.
2: Yeah, this is uh, Am I right? I don't even know how to deal with this right now. <laughs> this <laughs> There's is uh, a-
5: <laughs> But I'll take it,
2: I'll take it. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Buddy, thank. for I appreciate you. you. Me. People, you can catch Neil Brennan, unacceptable at the Cherry Lane Theater right here in New York, all the way through November 21st. I'm gonna go, you should go. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back.
0: Well, that's our show for tonight. But
2: before we go, please consider a donation to the Black Alliance for Just Immigration. It's a human rights organization working at the intersection of racial justice and immigration justice. Right now, BAJI is defending Black and Haitian migrants' rights at the southern border. So if you want to support them in that work, then please follow the link below. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember... Talk to your financial hamster about your crypto needs.
0: Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus.
6: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.